in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Is this normally pointed this way? Um, I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, sort of. Yeah, I thought it was pointed down. Uh, depends on the depends on the day. Okay, or maybe uh, maybe up. Anyway, go ahead. So, um, another here and over there. Thanks, Glenn. Thanks for. <laughs> Is this a drooping a little bit? <laughs> Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I'm Brian McKinney. I'm seeing to the left of Baldwin's own <laughs> Glenn Stansberry. Oh, man. I'm never going to shake that, am I? Well, you know, I think I believe that we've used that before. I think that that goes all the way back to podcast episode number seven. Hmm. Um, if my memory serves, this is 157. It's 157. And so. 67? 157. 57. This is 157 episodes in, but I believe in number episode number seven, I brought out the Baldwin's own. <laughs> Uh, this is a uh, this is something that Glenn is uh, very well known for, <laughs> being from Baldwin and uh, being a legendary figure around Baldwin. Uh, he's <laughs> consistently referred to as Baldwin's own Glenn Stansberry. Oh boy! And uh, I got a text message from a gentleman user <laughs> that suggested that I use that as the opener, Son and I, I I felt it just wouldn't be right if I didn't do it. Is that so? so? Yeah. Now I, now I want to know who this is. Well, you know, of the hundreds of thousands of gentlemen users, uh, only a few have access to my personal that's, phone that's number. That's true. This won't be that hard to... Yeah. And know, my, and know my hometown. Yeah. And have been to your hometown. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. So anyway, Glenn. But I do... I, I enjoy Baldwin. We, we were actually there um, a few nights ago for Laura was doing some... Uh, she had a piano recital mm-hmm. kind of thing for uh, for the university there. Oh, nice! And uh, for Baker and uh, I went there. I always enjoy going to Baldwin. It's always like rolling into town. I don't know. There's something about the town. It's just it's a nice little university town. It's yeah. it's just kind of a it's got a good vibe to it. I don't know what it is. It's like uh, it's like Stars Hollow. If you yeah. if you've ever watched yeah. uh, Gilmore it, Girls, it kind of is. Yeah, um, so you come rolling in there, and it's just like, man, this is kind of refreshing. When yeah, I'm in here, slower pace, slower pace, simpler times. Everything's but nice houses. And, yeah, you yeah, know, old like yeah. old you know hundred year old houses. Yeah, yeah, really good stuff. So yeah. cool little downtown, tiny downtown area. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's so, where I cut my teeth. In that's, uh, that's right. We we can thank we can thank Baldwin for uh, forging me for, <laughs> forging the fire of Baldwin, Kansas. Glenn Stansberry. Uh, okay, Glenn, let's move on. Now that we've talked about Baldwin Aww. for quite some time, what uh, what do I usually do next? Well, we talk about um, well, the we talk about, we talk about how to get in touch with us. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, so uh, okay, Glenn. Let's get serious here. Okay, yeah. Let's get down to real talk. Tacks. Real talk. If you're listening to this episode, you've probably uh, perused and uh, enjoyed gentleman.com, which if not, then I would suggest you do, which would be weird. But I some things, sometimes carts come before horses. 
And uh, mm. so anyway, but if you haven't perused, uh, gone over to gentleman.com and, and seen what's going on over there. It's a nice little site. Mm-hmm. All kinds of different stuff. I mean, I'm like a range of emotions. We yeah. were talking about earlier. You know, you laugh, you cry. Uh, you hurl. You hurl. <laughs> and many other things. That's right. Um, you can do all those things at gentleman.com. Uh, lots of interesting things to subvert your week over there. Uh, and once you've done that, you should stop over to podcast.gentleman.com where you can listen to all 156 previous episodes of the Gentleman Podcast. Uh, you can see some of the previous uh, beers that have been rated by the MTS machine and uh, amongst other things. And the links that we're going to talk about. If we're gonna, When we talk about uh, some of the links off the, uh, the stuff that we're going to discuss tonight, uh, you can find those links over at podcast.gentleman.com. Um, and then once you've done that, once you've gone over to podcast.gentleman.com, once you've been to gentleman.com, there's no doubt in my mind that you're going to want to get a hold of us. And this is totally fine and normal. And it's natural. <laughs> it's natural. Don't feel weird. Embrace it. Uh, don't feel weird about it. It's mm. fine. It's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get in touch with us via the Gentleman Mailbag at P.O. Box 442305, Lawrence, Kansas, 66044. Uh, send us your letter. And we will put it up on the Hall slash Wall of Fame, which we know is the Hall of Fame. Uh, We'll discuss it on the Gentleman Podcast, and we will send something back to you in return, depending on the nature and tenor and tone of your letter. Yeah, there's a lot that could happen. So think wisely on your words. (laughs) If you can't say anything nice, don't say it in a letter to us. Okay. Or do. Whatever. Right. That, that's this is fine. Yeah. It's fine. It just we'll depends. We'll talk on, about it. It just depends on what you want to get back from us. You know? A cease and desist. Right. Yeah. Or keep them coming. <laughs> keep them coming. Uh anyway, Glenn. Okay, so uh but feeling that. If you can't get if if you if you're not feeling spry mm. about the uh mailbag situation, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because like a lot of time people don't have time to pull out their typewriter and set it on the table and then write out a whole letter and then put a stamp on it and send it over you know so we've set up a convenient way for you to do to get in touch with this and that is an electronic mail address so Mm. you could actually send an electronic mail to me and glenn at howdy at gentleman.com and that's it's way easier it's way easier not as cool no we don't get to lick the stamp we prefer to see the exact stamp that you choose, right. the paper that you choose. Yeah. We hold it up Stationary. to the lights. And I mean, if we're going to, you know, we can't put emails mm-hmm. on a hall slash wall of fame. We could. We could print them off. We could print them off, but then that it would defeat the purpose. Right. So um, anyway, we, we've had several people uh, write us at the hall, and they are all up on the esteemed hall slash wall of fame. Yeah. As we speak. Yeah. The hall of fame. Um, so anyway, Glenn, all right, let's, uh, now that the, uh, books have been taken care of on this episode, uh, why don't we get to the meat of the episode, which is the drink of the week this week, Glenn. And, uh, this week, Glenn, uh, a couple weeks ago, if you'll, if you'll remember, um, mm-hmm. thinking back to episode 156, mm-hmm. we, re- uh, we had the MTS, re- uh, computer review a outgoing, beer that no one is going to be able to get anymore that's right in the future and the word on the street is this is the replacement for that beer that's right uh this is free state brewing company's new lager mm-hmm. that's what they call it a lager yeah oh the lager 
It's literally called Lager. I Free think State maybe, Lager. Uh, maybe they're getting lazy over there in the marketing department at Free State. I'm not sure. They get fat happy, right? Yeah. They're, oh, they're resting on their laurels. There's a tendency to just forget. Mm-hmm. Let's not be all creative anymore. Let's just call it the Lager. Right. Uh, so anyway, Glenn, this is the Free State Lager. Um, and this is made by, obviously, our local Lawrence, Kansas brewing company mm-hmm. that we know and love. It's been around since 1991, mm-hmm. I believe. Somewhere around there. Somewhere around there. Somewhere in the early 90s. Yeah. And uh, they are a uh, Lawrence institution. They have a local brew pub where you can go get some dinner along with your Free State beers. They always have about 30 beers on tap or something like that. And uh, this is one of them going forward. This is the Free State Lager. Um, so, Glenn, this, uh, some specifics. Mm. About yes. this particular beer is that it is. Uh, I know that for a fact that it's eight fifty at the store. Although it does come in a can, uh, I believe that the alcohol by volume is right around five, and I'm not sure what the IBUs are. Okay, five. <laughs> the. It's, it says it on the can, but it's, it's like a sliding scale. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I see five. I'm getting 5% here. Okay. So. so Okay, so the alcohol by volume is 5%, and the IBUs are... I'm not sure about that part. Not many. Not many. It's going to be low. We'll be able to suss it out, I think. Yes, with um, our uh, our enhanced uh, beer smelling skills. Yeah. Okay. This would be interesting. Loggers are kind of... You know, I mean, they're thin. They're 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 kind of nondescript in general, and so. But you, hold on a second here. You, um, this is technically a German Pilsner. Mm. You went to the Czech Republic, right, Brian? That's correct. And that is where the Pilsner is from. Am I correct? Oh yeah. Okay, so you know a thing or two about what a Pilsner should taste like. Oh yeah, definitely. Because yeah. you literally tried them all. Yeah. Uh, all well, the- well, there's only two in the Czech Republic. Whoa! Whoa! whoa really? It's like you get, you get light or you get dark, and people don't get dark. <laughs> so there's one. <laughs> so there's one. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so that's how that goes. But Interesting. Uh, anyway, Glenn. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's pop these open and see uh, what the mm. what this is gonna taste like. Now, uh, we're gonna pop these open and have a drink of them, but it doesn't really matter what we think. What really matters is the mustache Swiss scale computer. This computer has been handcrafted by me and Glenn, and it includes an algorithmic, scientific, unbelievably accurate ability to uh, rate beers. Yeah, that's that's why we built it, Brian. That's we, why we, we that's we, why we built it. And it spawned, you know, all the uses after that, right? You know, right. Um, rating lots of other things that we can't I, talk about. Right well, now. yeah, right. And you know, um, there's that whole Bitcoin thing, you know, right. Which has been very successful. Which I also can't talk about because I'm technically an investor. So I will not... Uh, mustache coin. Mustache coin. <laughs> yeah, we've got a little side project. All right. Uh, but anyway, Glenn. Okay, so the point is the MTS computer, the infallible, unbelievably accurate, mm-hmm. scientifical, mm-hmm. Uh, emphatical <laughs> uh, rating. Undeniable. Undeniable of uh, beers. Uh, we're we're going to type some facts into it in just a second after me and Glenn give a rating and then we'll know for sure what the uh, empirical rating for this beer is. Uh, Glenn, let's uh, have a quick cheers. Cheers. And then have a taste. Let's get to this lager. Oh, yeah. That's good. 
Reminds me of the shores of the Czech Republic. Yeah. The river that goes right Art. through. Yep. There. That one river. With the, the river. The Czech River. Thing. <laughs> uh, Glenn, if you had to put a rating on this uh, mm. particular lager, what would what would your rating be? This is a superb lager, Brian. I can't wait for it to be really hot outside. I know. Yeah. Crack one of these open. Yep. Oh, I... This is really good. Uh, good. Crisp, clean, not too much going on, yeah. but enough there to like yeah. keep you guessing mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think... Oh, and yeah. I, I think I'm going to give this a... Uh, an 8.3. 8.3. I was going to go 8.4. Okay. I'm slightly higher. I'm slightly more bullish mm-hmm. on this. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this. Mm-hmm. I'm still, it's, I'm still though, searching for the one. Really? This you isn't know? it? No, it's not it. I'm looking for the logger. Well, you know what I mean? Brian, sometimes you got to run with who done... <laughs> run with who brung you, right? Like, well, that's true. Or... Yeah. I mean, is this a commitment thing? Like, do you, can you just not commit well, to a maybe lager? that's it. Maybe I'm having a hard time committing. I've tried all these loggers. <laughs> just, you know, it's been... <laughs> what, what's that called? Uh, uh, being paralyzed by choice? Paralysis by analysis. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So maybe I'm, I'm, too, uh, I'm too far in the weeds. Yeah, I don't know. You've got too much to choose from, is what you're saying. I don't know, Glenn. But uh, let me. Okay, so it doesn't matter what we think. Let me type some facts in the MTS mm-hmm. computer, and then I'll um, come back here with a printed off report, mm-hmm. and then I'll get right to the heart of it, which will be the MTS score, which is the emphatical, empirical, unbelievably accurate score for this beer. That sounds like a plan, Brian. Okay, Glenn. So price was eight fifty, although it was on sale, dollar off. What's, ooh. Uh, is it the uh, brewery of the week or the month? <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, uh, but I'm, I'm gonna, we, we can't, look, we can't play favorites here just because it was on right. sale. I'm not going to do that. So the price was $8.50. Mm-hmm. All right. $8.49, actually. $8.49. So right, right in the sweet spot. Uh, the alcohol by volume is five. Five. We're going it with five. five. It was five. Yep. And the IBUs, I would say the IBUs are like probably 12 or 13. You think that's a high? Yeah, you, pro- you know what? I will trust your instincts here because my tongue is not so finely tuned. I would bet your life on them. To the- oh, well, okay. <laughs> you must be certain. Uh, I am certain. Okay, so uh, I got that stuff typed into the MTS computer. Now we just have to wait okay. a second for it to okay. uh, print off its report. And uh, I can hear that that is taking place as we speak. I'll get up and go grab that. Hey, Glenn, why don't you check and see what the um, our friends over at beersnob.com... Brian, I'm one step about, ahead of you. And about this one. This ooh. Yeah. This is going to be interesting. I, 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 won't, I won't do the reveal until after we know what our okay. patent-pending okay. mustache-learning computer says. There's nothing pending about... Our well, patent oh, that's on, right. Uh, We've MTS really been on top computer. of a legal, that's right. a legal game as <laughs> of late. So <laughs> that's uh, we went the extra mile. Yeah, we've really gone into that. Talked to the right people. Uh, got the patent. Okay, Glenn. Well, mm-hmm. let me uh, get to this end of this report here. Uh, just one second. Okay. Wow, well, that's a lot. I, I, there's a lot Something of drawings. About the Kaw River and, there. I know. It's yeah, a, unbelievable. Okay, Glenn. Uh, well, the MTS computer weighs in, and okay. it weighs in at an eight point three five. Wow! So, 
Wow. An that, interesting score. Brian, that is an interesting score. Uh, to fact check, uh, so we, we, we go to a little site called beersnob.com uh, to kind of look at how they rate beers after we've rated them. It's kind of like a, you know... It's a hat tip to them. Yeah, you know? well, and just kind of like, let's make sure we're all, I mean... Yeah. We're all in this together. Yeah, that's right. It's and all one big beer rating world, anyway. It really is, Brian, and except it's not. It looks like the world has gotten a lot smaller in the beer rating because they gave it a um, dangerously close mm. 8.26. Wow, that's pretty close. It is close. Yeah. It makes you wonder. It makes you wonder. It makes you wonder if they've gotten a hold of some kind of uh, backdoor into the MTS computer. Well, maybe they've analyzed their algorithms. I mean, you've got to house it here in your living room. Right. Um, but it is connected to the internet. Well, like my printer. Yeah. Yeah. So you never know. Yeah. You can... Like my Hue lights. Yeah. That's right. Mm. That's a scary... Yeah. Yeah. I mean... First, they get access to the MTS computer. Then it's my lights. Wait. I'm... Wait, hang on. At what point did we make the MTS a smart... Uh, mustache with skills. <laughs> smart appliance. <laughs> oh, it's been smart for a while. <laughs> I mean, I knew it was almost self-aware, but I didn't know it was in the cloud as well. Oh, the cloud? Yeah. Yeah, it's all in the cloud. Ooh. I mean, completely in the cloud. Okay. I mean, it's Bitcoined. It's... It's uh, been mining Bitcoins. Algorithm. Well, it's been... In the cloud. Yeah. All yeah. Right. All those things. Okay. Right. Machine learning. It's done that. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, Glenn. Okay, well, let's, enough about the MTS computer. I don't want to give away any trade secrets here. So let's move on to some interesting posts right. from gentleman.com in the last two weeks or so, Glenn. All right. So we have we have the wonderful job. This really is a fantastic job mm-hmm. of distilling down the best things posted to the website. Right. The best things I will put with an asterisk that we can talk about yep. through the verbal medium. Right. Videos are hard to talk about. Yep. Um, things of that nature. So mm. we have a lot of great stuff, but this is the best stuff that we can talk about. And I say that... Uh, kind of humorously because i'm going to talk about something that i posted yes but it got right. quite a reaction from the community Brian. that's true it did it uh it struck a chord with with people and it's titled who killed lard and it's a very excellent question it's an article from npr npr and it goes on to talk about um and it's actually from uh it's 2012 um but the article talks about a restaurant in brooklyn called bubby's and i like the name Bubbies. The owner of Bubby's decided that for one night only, he was going to do something interesting. He was going to have a lard exoneration dinner, mm. wherein everything served up would have been cooked in lard. Mm-hmm. He had fried potatoes, root vegetables, fried chicken, uh, everything. Everything, everything was fried in lard. Okay. And he said it went, it went nuts. And then he went on to talk about how... The owner of this restaurant, Ron Silver, went on to talk about how that, but the, you know, we kind of have a um, negative connotation to lard, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of used in some not-so-nice names to yeah. um, talk about true. weight problems or things yep. like that. But mm-hmm. lard is actually quite amazing. It's a you know animal product. It's typically made from pork. Mm-hmm. And it's u- it has been used historically over centuries. This is what everything used to be fried in. Everything. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to fry it, it was lard. Mm-hmm. Growing up, this 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 uh, this article, this particular article, struck a chord with me because growing up, I watched my grandma. I go to grandma's house and watch her cook, and she would just get in the refrigerator, pull out the the yep. tub of lard, and just start ladling it in oh, there. Yeah. And if it didn't have lard in it, it didn't taste good. Right. 
That's just the way it worked. Mm-hmm. Also speaks to how much uh, fried food we ate. And this woman Which, was like real thin. I don't understand it yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anyway, th- th- that's beside the point, Brian. This is a great article. And it goes to talk about like why lard became villainized. Right. Over the years. Well, they, they contribute or they attribute the fall of lard to a few different factors. Right. And a lot of it is attributed to the rise of Crisco, which is right. a vegetable shortening. Right. Um, that somebody had the bright idea to uh, mm-hmm. to invent. And that kind of coincided with a, you know, the Crisco company, whoever's behind that, Procter & Gamble. Procter & Gamble. Kind of a big company. Uh, they, even back in the day, they had they they, they pulled off a one hell of a marketing swindle. Yeah, <laughs> which was basically like, oh yeah, Crisco, it's way healthier than lard. It's made from vegetables. Yeah, not pig fat. Can't be bad for you, right? Right. Uh, so that's interesting. But yeah, so they had a couple of different uh, things, but a lot of it was the uh, the vegetable shortening is just cheaper and easier to produce, and um, it's a money maker. And that's why we're all uh, we're all eating uh, fried vegetable shortening now. Yeah. Well, speak for yourself, Brian. Well, uh, I'm, okay. I'm in the rarefied air. I've I've uh, been going bacon fat for about three years now. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, there's one other factor that the article contributes yeah. Uh, yeah. to uh, lard going the way of the dodo, basically, and that is a little book by Upton Sinclair called The oh, Jungle. Oh, right. They they mentioned the jungle, and there, there's yeah. a scene. That he talks about, where there's a, a, a pork factory and the uh, workers sometimes fall in and fall into these big vats, and then they get cooked and it's like basically part of the lard. I'm so upset about Upton Sinclair. <laughs> this fictional book. If you have a name like Upton Sinclair, like you, y- you deserve, you know, a punch in the teeth, right? Man, I, I just I feel like you know the. Uh... <sighs> The jungle. <laughs> it really, it really got the whole meat industry down. Yep. You know, mission accomplished, Upton. Well, anyway, to put a bow on this, Brian, the yeah. owner of Bubby's, Ron Silver. Yeah, right, Ron Silver. The end of the, end of the, the article of says, you know what? I'm bringing it back. Uh, I've started putting lard on everything, using lard with everything. Awesome. And I'm proud of it. I'm waving my lard flag. He says so. Well, that's a that's a great point, and I would uh, I'm on board with this Bubby's place. Yeah, I feel like I need to go take a visit. I wonder I wonder how many other places are doing this. I, it's probably not economical to use lard. I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I growing up, I, I mean, I don't know. Like it was all it was all Crisco. Well, all yeah, you, were you a Crisco family? Well, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, not by choice. Right. I, I, I mean, mean yeah, it's not like, like you, Brian said. Yeah. Hey mom, you know we should we should be using Crisco for it's all this healthy stuff. Yeah. for crying out loud. Um, but I mean, there's some lard. I think I don't know. Yeah, I, lard's always had kind of a bad. It's had a bad connotation. It's really gotten yeah. the short end of the stick. The yeah, my grandma made this pie crust. Right, mm. it was just like lard and flour and salt. All it was basically. Yeah, and it was dynamite. I would kill for just one more <laughs> taste, one of more taste of that pie crust. Ah, man. The what? best things in life are not free. No. Um, not free of lard. No, they're not. Uh, Glenn, okay, so let's uh, let's move on, though. Mm-hmm. This old talk of lard is it's not getting anybody anywhere. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, 
Glenn, this next post we're going to talk about is called Send-Ups of Pop Culture and Capitalism Hidden in Retail Stores by Obvious Plant. It's a mouthful. <laughs> uh, and that was posted by our good buddy, a legendary gentleman con- contributor, on your keister. And mm. uh, this is a post from The Colossal. This Colossal. This is Colossal. This is Colossal, This right? is Colossal.com. <laughs> now, that took me a second. Uh <laughs> But, okay, so the point of this is there's a lot of these images where basically this artist takes um, interesting situations and puts them into retail packaging. Yes. And provides them for the consumer. Uh, In one instance, this person creates a package of slugs. Yes. (laughs) As children's toys. And it says, why did God make these? They don't even have feet. That's that's kind of like so. It's basically yeah. like very well done. It looks like real products. Riffs on products, right? That are actually fake products, but put into uh, children's toy situations. Yeah, basically, toys, like in toy packaging. Which I, I think is really funny. And, yeah, and it's it's an interesting. There's another one that's uh, funeral kazoo. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which is interesting. It has a picture of a guy with his head in his hands yeah. uh, on there, I, which I think is all its all very interesting. My problem with the whole, this whole thing is that it creates a weird thing with kids. Like adults can adults can see this stuff and get a kick out of it, and it's funny. But kids may misinterpret some of the messages in these, um, in these things. But the point is this guy just goes and plants these things and then takes a picture of them. So I don't know if they actually end up being he, on he shelves may just, or yeah just puts them down and then picks them up or whatever i'm not really sure so i think my favorite one from the article is uh, there's a package of plastic horses and they're called weird dogs <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's cla- the best i mean these are all clever i mean they're very clever yeah, and absolutely. he the packaging is like it's spot on yeah it's perfect mm-hmm. um even has warning labels mm-hmm it's a, a package of the skulls of your enemies, and they have uh, an obvious plant. Yeah, his, his, uh, his designation. Company, yeah, yeah, on there. So yeah, barely any ketchup is another one. Right, barely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Glenn, it's it's an interesting story, and one of those things about the internet that I really like the fact that you can go out and do stuff like this yep. and document it, and people can get some enjoyment out of it. Because if he was just going out individually and just putting these things in stores one by one right no one would ever hear about it but right now thanks to the magic of the internet we we all know and that's you know brian i was thinking about this that's kind of in the spirit of why we started gentlemen right right to unearth these things that's right to do kind of stupid and silly things like we have a mustache for a like button right you know this is this is this is right up our alley right so well done on your keister yep you hit a chord my friend yeah and it was a beautiful C chord. C chord is a great chord. It's a good chord. It's a good chord. It wasn't an A minor. No. It was a C. <laughs> uh, Glenn, okay, so let's uh, talk about the next thing, which is something that I posted to gentlemen. Uh, the other night, I was up at four in the morning. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I was searching for things. <laughs> Were you? I, I was up Looking at, at the time stamp. I, I, yes. <laughs> I was up at four in the morning. Wow. Uh, and I was, I, I happened upon this article and it's called How the Pennsylvania Dutch Turned a Rural Town into a Snack Food Empire. And uh, this is all about Hanover, Pennsylvania. Hanover, Pennsylvania is home to a population of 16,000 people. So not a very big town. 
But they also are home to four major suppliers of snack foods. Uh, Snyder's of Hanover, which we've yes. all heard of, which is a pretzel supplier. Uh, big time. Uh, Utz Quality Foods, which is potato chips. We don't get as much of that in the Midwest, but in the Northeast, I believe yep. they're really, they're they're big really popular. Uh, there's a, and then there's a couple other pretzel, Tom, Tom Sturgis pretzel, uh, Goods Potato Chips, uh, York Pretzel Company. There's a bunch of uh, snack food companies in this small, small town. And this article is all about how that came to happen. And this is actually attributed to a couple of factors, but it draws a parallel to the thing that we were talking about earlier in that potato chips, they attribute their rise Mm -hmm. from Utz potato chips to lard. So uh, Utz still makes a potato chip baked in lard. Yes. And I believe it's called the original or something like that. I've got to get my hands on these. That there's there's something called like an Utz original, which is still made oh. from lard and uh, real lard. Oh man! And so they they attribute some of the 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 uh, the growth of this snack food industry to directly to lard based potato chips. Potato chips were kind of created in this region, and uh, also uh, pretzels uh, were. Something that the Pennsylvania Dutch, which is very prevalent in that region, brought over and popularized. Um, So there's a lot of different factors that kind of came together to make this region a snack food powerhouse. And uh, man, so so we can we can look to Pennsylvania and the Pennsylvania Dutch to explain some of the. giant leaps in snack food industry yeah i'm i'm so i'm gonna be going to the northeast-ish later this summer Mm -hmm. and it is gonna be my personal uh mission to find a bag of these lard potato chips yeah i'm gonna have to track down what the what the name of them are i'm not sure it's like grandma utz's regular potato chips the grandma utz Grandma Utz is the one. These yeah. Are the, these are the kettle. Yep. All right. Let's see if I can. There's any. In the, oh, you can you search. Just, Costco? Just get them from Costco. Grandma Utz is. Oh, my goodness. Buy a laptop and some Utz. <laughs> I do have. Oh, they have Pub Mix. Okay. No, they don't yeah. Have yeah. Not the same thing there. Oh. Maybe Sam's Club. Well, anyway, Brian, that's. So, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you want to try some uh, lard potato chips, I would, I would suggest the Utz. Um, but anyway, Glenn, the, the point is that this is just a, a really incredible story about how a small town has become a powerhouse in the realm of snack foods. Fantastic. I just love the lard tie-in, Brian. This mm-hmm. is a, hopefully this is a theme that we can just... Two unrelated stories about lard and the importance in American society. So The best part is I don't think we've ever talked about lard on the General Podcast. I don't think so either, but uh, I think it's an important topic, and I think we should spend more time on it. Can we make May Lard Awareness Month? <laughs> I think we just did. I mean, you got Cinco de Mayo coming up. Right. And... And lard next week, National Lard Day. National Lard Day. Mm -hmm. Oh man! All right, sorry, I got I got sidetracked here. I'm looking up where I can buy these lard chips, Mm -hmm. and uh, nowhere near me. But okay, I I I won't be deterred. All right. 
Okay, Glenn. Well, um, that means it's time for the uh, toast this week. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, I this is this is tough for me to do. Um, Glenn, this is you can do this. It's hard. Yeah, I know. I know. It's yeah. Just let it out there, buddy. I uh, Glenn and I had a bracket challenge. Yep. Yep. Uh, over the March Madness situation mm-hmm. and uh, situation. It turns out I lost. Well, it, it turns was out close. I lost, and uh, Glenn's the winner, and therefore I uh, I must uh, concede. Well, and uh, toast Glenn for oh, wow. being a uh, wow a world champion, uh, world champion bracket picker, two man bracket picker, world yeah, uh, <laughs> exclusive two man club. He did a hell of a job. So a well, cheers thank to you, sir. Yeah. hey. You were right behind me, my friend. Uh, I think what it was five points. Five points. Five point different. Yeah, you had you had somebody in the final four that I didn't I didn't pull off. It, was, it came down to one game basically, and that yep. one game was decided by one point. Yeah. So. It's true. So. And a questionable call. Well. So. I guess I should take that up with the NCAA. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's uh. That's not my. That's well, not my problem, Brian. a well done picking of this year's uh, Final Four bracket. Thank uh, you, sir. Very well done, and uh, that means that I owe you the mm. esteemed honor of a basket of wings at Henry T's. I have an idea, Brian. Mm. What do you say we go in there and we pitch the owners at Henry T's to start using lard <laughs> for their wings? Huh? Well, we could we could uh, we could taste them. And then say, are these lard based or yeah. non lard based? Uh, we're on a very specific like diet. Yeah, Do you have any well, uh, lard particular diet? Yeah, lard. Yeah, <laughs> lard exclusive lard. Exclusive lard. <laughs> and those pup chips are they right? Vegetable. Oh, gluten free oh, oh. lard only. Lard. Yeah, we're diet lard only. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can. We should give that a shot. We'll Ooh. go see. I don't know how that will go over at Henry T's. Well, nothing ventured, nothing game, Brian. That's true. Uh, that's a good point. Fortune favors the bold. Or is it brave? Fortune favors probably both the of brave and bold. Yeah. I believe. Which I'm neither. The brave and the so, bold. Is that a soap opera? Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, Starring you and I. Yeah. <laughs> In an ironic way. <laughs> uh, anyway, Glenn, that means it's time for the... Uh... Wait, wait, the toast is over? Well, that was like I, the quickest I just, toast ever. Well, I, I, wanted, I know it's hard I for to you. Move, yeah, okay, to okay. All right. Let's just get right. through the end of okay, this. Okay, Let's okay, okay. I'm just trying to make right. it through. Just trying to, to hold it together. Toast. Yeah, okay. And okay. I, I did. Okay, you did. You did I a did. stalwart job there. Thanks. It was hard. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you were saying that means it's time for the uh, <clears throat> hot button topic. topic. And this week, Glenn. Um, you know, there's there's no particular news about this, but this is what's interesting about it, Glenn, is that no one's talking about this. Mm. But we could be the first, yeah, to start this conversation right here, right now, like Rodgers and Hammerstein. This is uh, an important thing that people need to be paying attention to. Rodgers and Hammerstein, yes, Woolworth and uh... <laughs> um, Washington Post guys, yes, Rodgers and Hammerstein. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, not Ryder's Hammerstein. Um, 
so what I wanted to talk about, Glenn, yes, was yes. the fact that no one's no one's discussing this. This is crazy. Okay, no one's discussing this. Netflix sucks. Ooh. Why do people use? <laughs> Whoa! I, there was a time. There was a time where Netflix actually made sense. Mm-hmm. You know, but I've been. This has been rolling around in my mind for a while. That when I go to Netflix, I'm looking for something to watch mm-hmm. that will barely pass the like pass the radar. Mm-hmm. I mean. Move the needle. Uh, something that'll, you know, excite the senses. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, arouse the arouse the, the senses. <laughs> arouse the. What, what kind of? What, what are you looking for on Netflix? Uh, whoa. Uh, uh, I just mean something that will tickle the fancy. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. I, I'm picking up a and down. it's it's becoming increasingly difficult. But then yeah. also, I find myself saying, "Geez, I'm looking for something to watch, not <clears throat> finding the thing on here right. that I want to watch." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we're all paying more and more money for Netflix, mm-hmm. and everybody's paying for Netflix. So the question is, like, why why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? That's a good question, Brian. Um, well, let me tell you something. I'm a pro Netflix guy. Yeah, I bet you are. And I have. I could, I could, I could tell. Yeah, I um, could tell. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You, you notice me kind of shut down when you start to... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean I wasn't listening to your points. Right. 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 It doesn't mean I was closed off. Right. Uh, it right. just means that I don't agree with you. And let me tell you yeah. why. Okay. Netflix was at the forefront of this digital revolution. Um, yeah, they were. Yeah. And uh, I have two children... Yeah. That I can just, you know, say, here, we're on the kids' channel. Point point to Netflix and go. Yep. They find stuff they want to watch, and that's mm-hmm. fine. Uh, except when it's not fine and it's utter garbage. But there's that, right. too. They would have that problem just about at any, at any point. television. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, I I can concede the fact that the, 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 the offering... Is not quite as good as it used to be. They have less of the, um, uh, I don't know how I want to, the, less of the mainstream. Sh- it seems like they pick and choose which which of the mainstream television shows they want to have. I think that yeah, I think it's that, and then also I think that the mainstream mm-hmm. companies mm-hmm. have been shutting down. Yep, licensing yep. stuff to them because they're going to have their own yep thing that we're going to have to pay for. And there's Hulu. Hulu does a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other alternatives as well, right? Um, but it's still it's still the 900 pound gorilla. Yeah, Netflix is still the one. I think I read today they have almost 150 million. Well, okay, it's the- still the one I run to. <laughs> is that a Schneid Twain reference? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one that I belong to. Yeah, I uh, do belong to Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> I do too. Uh, yeah, right. uh, I got a family pass. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, I don't know. Netflix has a special place in my heart. I I think yeah. that there needs to be some Netflix reform happening. Um, you're right. We need to start this conversation. My hope today is that we start the conversation now. Mm. By the 2020 elections, this becomes a major platform. That's right. Right. Yeah. Digital streaming of right. television shows. We want them all. And we don't have them. Yeah. Um, that's right. 
that that's 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 me. And we're gonna we're gonna talk about some streaming of television shows in the next segment. Yes. Um, and, and I'm a single issue voter, by the way. Yeah. So that's right. That's what it all comes down to for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I understand. There's yeah, a lot of I things understand. I could vote. Put my vote against, but, but uh, is it going to affect your life every day? Like streaming video every is? evening, every yeah, no. Affect your relationship with your kids, right? You know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I totally understand what you're saying there, <laughs> big time. Dad, what happened to Netflix? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly, it's important. Well, I think that uh, Netflix has had its time in the sun. Oh, and it's about to get dark for Netflix in a bad way. <laughs> Because what they're trying to do is stockpile mm-hmm. their own content that can't be licensed away to other people. And they're trying to war chest some stuff to to only pay a little bit for different things mm-hmm. so that they can prepare for the coming storm that's happening. And that storm is companies not licensing stuff to them because they're creating their own networks. We've already seen this with ESPN+. Plus, Disney. Yeah, with Disney, Disney, mm-hmm. Disney Plus, basically, which mm-hmm. I'm not very pleased about. That right. every rights holder that has every kind of media, mm-hmm. we're gonna have to. If we want to watch sports, we're gonna have to pay Disney a bunch of money. If we're gonna watch, you know, whatever, we're gonna have to pay Paramount money. If we want to watch something on CBS, we're gonna have to pay CBS money. Um, so we're getting to this world where everybody thinks they should have their own streaming service. And Netflix was kind of living in a world where they were the provider of that before. Now everybody can see that it's, you know, not easy, but relatively easy to get in the streaming market. It's been done. <laughs> it's been done. It can be doable. People are receptive right? to it. Yeah. Uh, there's a gentleman podcast. That was another precursor right, to right. the whole streaming situation. We may have gotten the ball rolling yeah, there. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, Glenn, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next couple of years. I would predict that Netflix's dominance and ubiquity mm-hmm. is going to take a shot. It, I, I agree. Uh, also, they keep raising their prices. I know. Yeah. Um, and I don't think storage prices have gone up. No. I think storage price... Technology typically goes down over time. I price. think it's the price of the stuff that they're licensing and the stuff that they're making Yep, is going up. Yeah. But I think I think it's very interesting to me that I've been this has been tumbling around in my head for a while and my girlfriend Laura mm-hmm. just recently said like I was just looking on Netflix and I can't find anything that I want to yeah. watch. Yeah. And I was like why are you even subscribed to Netflix because I feel the same way. It's yeah. like hard to find anything that I even want to watch. Yeah. It's really weird. But I'm still paying them $15 a month or whatever, you know, which is not not nothing. No, it's not. And I think, um, so another, I, I was thinking about this, right, as you were, earlier when we when you first yeah. brought this up, that, uh, actually, no, okay, sorry. I was thinking about this, and uh, it, I think it was, I don't remember which podcast episode, maybe, maybe 62, 63, um, we talked about um, Netflix's algorithm. Oh, yes. Right. And okay. how it doesn't only really show you what you want. And I believe it sucks that, was that they 69. have a. Yeah. Oh, okay. Episode yeah. 69. I knew it was in the 60s. Yeah. Was the episode of 69? Oh, anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, right. So. I got my first real six string. <laughs> I got my first real Netflix. 
Um, all right. Anyway, so so. Oh, I don't know where I was going with. Oh, yeah. All right. So we talked about the algorithm that Netflix uses. So when yep. you log in, you go to the home screen of Netflix. Mm-hmm. You don't see everything they have. You no. see what they want you to see. Right. And they, um, I read an article today about the you know kind of machine learning algorithmic approach that they take mm. to showing you what they think that that you want to see. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of studies and they put a lot of data into it. Whether or not it works or not is another topic altogether. But and at the time we we're like, man, why doesn't Netflix just do the right thing? And I think we know why they can't do the right thing. It's because if we were able to browse their catalog, we'd probably see how shallow it really is. Oh, you know, interesting. Like, because then you can't say like, oh, they used to have a thousand things to look at, and now we only have five hundred. You know, uh, like, yeah. I, I wonder so if that's have it. To, they have to obscure things with the interface to make it work. That's 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 my take. Yeah. Well, and then it's tr- it also there's the thing about the whole ratings. Yep. Of the content, I I've always had a problem mm-hmm. with. Netflix ratings. They mm-hmm. they've always gamed the system to make the things seem mm-hmm. better than they really are. Right. And now you can't even get a rating on. Oh, they the don't thing. have them anymore. Well, they've got thumbs up and thumbs down, and they give you a percentage chance that you're gonna like the thing. Okay, so they're actually a little bit more transparent. No, than they used to be. It's le- it's very less transparent. Oh, it's okay. Because it's not really a rating. Oh, it's, it's what per- they think. It, it's a percentage chance of what you what they think that you're going to like. So they're telling you what they think you will like. Yeah, but it's like not a, not a four out of five stars. Mm-hmm. It's a like ninety five percent chance you're going to like it, and it might be a terrible show. Right, but they think that so. You- if like if you have terrible taste, like I do, I mean, then yeah. they're going to be like, "There's a ninety five percent chance you're going to like this terrible show that." No one likes Santa Claus Three. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're gonna love this. It's gonna be great. Uh, but so the the thing is, like you know, even iTunes, even iTunes shows have Rotten Tomato ratings on them. Yeah, I mean, Apple, one of the biggest providers yeah. of stuff, is throwing Rotten Tomato ratings yep. on there because because they know that a third party rating, yeah, is an objective way to gauge. You know, right. something, and they're not afraid of it. Mm-hmm. But Netflix is very afraid of some of their content probably be re- being rated because that's too real. It's too straight up. If something has, a, you know, 30% on Rotten Tomatoes yeah. and they produced it and they paid a billion dollars yep. for it, they don't want that right. known. Right. You know? It's an interesting thing, though, because like studies have shown that when you're selling products online, you have uh, poor ratings as well as good ratings. It it actually reinforces the consumer's confidence that... Transparency. Yeah, that the transparency is right. Even though there's some bad ratings on this thing, I still feel confident mm-hmm. this is what I need to buy. Mm-hmm. You know, similar to probably movies, like... Yeah. There might be some bad ratings on this movie. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm totally fine with that. If it's a good, you know, relatively good rated movie, I'm going to watch it. Right. And there's also the factor of like, what? They gave the Burbs a four out of ten stars? Yeah. That's a ten suck out of it, ten. Suck yeah. it, tomatoes. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know. Right, right, right. You know, kind of like, I know it's rated this way, but I think right. it's, you know, so you have those movies as well anyway. Yeah. But if you're in Discovery, yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. I'm a, I, yeah, I, I would, 
look, I know I'm supposed to be the voice of reason, pro pro Netflix here. Mm-hmm. It's, it's getting hard to be the, the voice. You know, here's here's my dream, Brian: a mm. service that allows you to pay a small amount. So if you had like a TV show, yeah, a small amount for access to that TV show, like you're kind of running it. Okay, but. You know, like maybe, maybe, maybe the whole episode, of, or the whole season of Parks and Rec, or all all the seasons of Parks and Rec is like five bucks, right? I don't know. Okay, so you pick individual TV shows that you want. Yeah, to stream, right? You can do this with music. You can do this with, um, you know, yeah, yeah. You pay uh, Spotify ten bucks a month, yeah, yeah. for Spotify or Apple, Apple Music, yep, yep, and you get access to everything. Yeah, so. Yeah, why should why should videos be any different? I don't know. That's right. There's a studio system. That's why. There's That's right. Studio system with the money. Well, the stuff. record industry was that way as well. That's true. Record record industry's come around because they're making money hand over fist now. With yeah, the, they are. The streaming thing. Yes. Um, they embraced it. Yeah. Well. Finally. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah, we're gonna find out, Glenn. I will say on the plus side of of Netflix, I will say sometimes. They do create something like Stranger Things, yeah, or Bloodline. Bloodline, which, you know, they have some original programming that I really enjoy, and uh, they're smart. They're smart for investing in that, for yep. making good programming because that's the stuff that they're thinking you're going to want to come back for. I have so. I have seen some Netflix originals that I'm like, man, this is this is really like yeah. a docu docu series or yeah, they're. Mm-hmm. You know they're getting it done. Yeah. yeah. In terms of the production value, mm-hmm. but in terms of when you started out as having a catalog, right, of tons of great TV of anything basically, and then now, and that's the question is like when when all that stuff goes away and you're left with the stuff that they've created, is that going to be enough for you mm-hmm. to stay there to do it? Because for yeah. me, the answer to that question is an emphatic no. There's no doubt that I will not be a subscriber of that service. I don't know if I'm going to be a subscriber to that service in six months, honestly. Right. Because I'm... Whoa. I'm dead set against this. Whoa. Dead set. Let me ask you this question. Yeah. If there was like an Apple Music or a Spotify mm-hmm. of video where you yeah. or, or TV where you could have literally any access mm-hmm. to just about every single yeah. show or movie on the planet, how much would you pay a month for that? 30 bucks. I was going to say 30. Uh, 30, 40 bucks a month. Yeah. I would like I would that. pay a lot. Yeah, me too. If I could watch any Simpsons episode and then turn around and watch um I don't know, uh the Dick Van Dyke show or yeah. something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just something crazy. Yeah. yeah, I would love that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, we know it exists. We know almost all the if you go to Amazon Amazon uh, streaming or mm-hmm. Yep. Um uh, all that stuff's there. Yeah. You it's can just rent about it all. Licensing. Yeah. So the networks need to come together and figure this out. Yeah. No doubt. Uh, all this, this whole compartmentalization of everything, like mm. into who owns what and all mm-hmm. that stuff, that's gonna be, man, that's gonna be bad. It's not gonna, it's not gonna be good because everybody's gonna want to have their hand out and say, "This is my streaming service. You're gonna have to pay us right fifteen bucks a month for it." I'm you not, know? I'm not doing it. No, I'm not either. I'm not on board with it. Yeah. All right, Glenn. Well, we've got that sorted out, and we started the conversation. So when this comes up again, you heard it here first in the presidential ele- election. Uh, we'll be looking forward to uh, <laughs> what do we want? Universal streaming. That's right. When do we want it? Now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were here first. We're gonna be at the conventions picketing. That's right. 
We will, me and Glenn, will be for a cause that really matters. Yes, for <laughs> the things that matter. You can count on us. Glenn. That's right. All right, Glenn. Well, uh, to to finish up this episode, Glenn, mm-hmm. we should talk about the questions from the gentleman mailbag. And Glenn, this week, speaking of streaming, and speaking of lard. Not really speaking of lard, but mm, I like to think I was. Think I would. Oh, I've never seen the uh, television series "The Little House on the Prairie." Mm. My girlfriend Laura uh, is a big fan mm-hmm. of this series. In fact, she grew up watching it. She's watched every episode. She loves it. She owns it all on DVD. And I started watching this series with her recently, mm-hmm. and I've been blown away by it. I'm like, why? How? How could I have never uh, watched this series growing up? And uh, so I'm curious, Glenn, if there's any any series out there like that for you that maybe exists that you haven't watched or you've watched recently or you watched a few years ago that you have been into that um, is maybe the is maybe the opposite of something like Game of Thrones, which is everybody's yeah. talking about now right. or whatever. Right. Hey, I'm gonna skip Game of Thrones. I'm gonna go back and watch Little House on the Prairie. Little House, yeah. I'll take it. Get after it. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, um, I have two thoughts on this. One, uh, one show I never, I never watched. Uh, you know, in totality. Mm. But I kind of wish I would because mm. um, I kind of hung out with one of the actors. When oh, I was, wow. when I was in kindergarten. Wow. Wow. Uh, you ever heard of a, a an actor? I don't know if you ever heard. His name is Michael Landon. <laughs> a little TV oh, yeah, show called yeah. Highway to Heaven. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah well, they uh, speaking of Baldwin, they filmed an episode in Baldwin. And oh, they really? Used the house of one of my friends. Well, he was a close friend. Mm-hmm. But when you live in a small town, everybody's right. Everybody, yeah, right. And especially in like first grade or kindergarten. Hey, Michael Lannon, my ears yeah. popped up as soon as you said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I could see you, you perk. Yeah, you perk right. Yeah. Uh, now I'm getting all so. Man, yeah. uh, do I need to clean up the place a little bit? No, I didn't realize look, we had a celebrity look, over here. I got a picture somewhere <clears throat> with him. Okay. Yeah, we went to the filming site and he was there. Mm-hmm. And he, nice guy. Had a sweet, you know, early '90s mullet kind of thing. Yeah, the poofy. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good dude. Okay. That's when I good. remember, I remember just taking a picture with him. That's all I remember. Okay. Uh, but anyway. Wow. So I never watched Highway to Heaven in totality, but I did watch okay. that episode. Right. And then uh, my friend, they filmed at my friend's Mike's house. And then. Um, so you just I, wanted to name drop Michael. Benjamin, I had to. I, you yeah. know what? I'm so transparent. I right. you know, had a beer here and it's all it's all it's like truth serum this, this yeah, free state logger right. oh, yeah, yeah. um so growing up i didn't have cable brian oh okay right so nickelodeon was a thing mm. right when i was you know youngish kid missed out on the nickelodeon all stuff. the shows my wife had cable and she's like oh you remember this you know show right. this great show something about a camp camp no, i don't know what yeah you, i don't know I what know you're what talking, you're talking about. about yeah yeah i grew up in a barn like right, we didn't right, even right, have right. electricity you know right. well mm-hmm. we had electricity Salute your shorts is what you're referring yeah, to. Yeah, that's yes. the one. Yeah, yeah the camp one. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, man. Even, yeah. This yeah, is I've seen Salute Your Shorts. There's I something about fan. like a fun house and like yeah. slime. And oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. So you missed out on that whole thing. Yeah. So you could, you could maybe go back to Nickelodeon and, and Yeah, I just want to, I just want to, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm sure Netflix will do a reboot at some point. Yeah. So of all this can, stuff. Salute Your just, Shorts. You know, yeah. <laughs> 30 years later yeah <laughs> actually I think I, I want to say there was some kind of a reboot to Salute Your Shorts but maybe not wow I'm not sure 
Pete, I, I don't know. Pete and Pete. Pete and Pete. That was actually pretty funny. <laughs> I know. I watched an episode of my friend's house. Yeah. Oh. Was surprisingly funny. Um, surprisingly well done. I, I don't know, man. I mean, my mine is uh, Little House on the Prairie so far. I, the thing is, like, with all these streaming shows and everything like that, everybody's all... I can't uh, sneeze without hearing something about Game of Thrones. Right. You know? Oh, it's everywhere. It's final season. Yeah. All this stuff. Everybody's... I had dreams about... <laughs> somebody tell me about game of thrones that's how bad it's gotten and i would rather i'd rather go watch little house on the prairie honestly because i've never seen that and um you know there's no spoilers out there for that no well there are if you go looking for them right right you can't go to some news site and see somebody talking about well the king did this and the dragon was that and incest yeah so um the dragon I I don't know I don't know I've seen part of Game of Thrones but it's like yeah okay I get it yeah oh maybe I'll watch it in twenty years because there you uh, go because right now I'm I'm full on right head into Little House on the Prairie what season are you on season two season one oh season one okay we're just about finishing up season one okay how many seasons are there like eight <laughs> and there's like twenty four there's twenty four episodes <laughs> yeah. And it each, was a weekly. Yeah, it was. It's a long slog. Oh I mean, yeah, man, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, we um, did have that on our public access TV stations. Yeah, um, but I remember watching it. My parents watched it when I was like four or five. I remember okay. thinking it was boring. You know, there's a lot of dialogue and yeah, it's hard for kids. Yeah. yeah, there's not. There's no. There's no Ninja Turtles basically. Yeah, so I understand. Right, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Yeah, well, I should go back and watch it too. What 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 uh, content delivery service are you using to consume oh, these? Uh, Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah, Amazon okay. Prime. All the seasons are on Amazon Prime. Laura has the DVDs, but mm-hmm. uh, she was actually just checking through the cabinets and checking them, and a few of them are missing. So we she would, has the DVDs. Yeah, she has the DVDs. Whoa, uh, she's Laura's, all in. Laura's a big fan. All the chips are in. Laura's a big fan. I was really upset because I thought that it took place in Kansas, and most of it takes place in Minnesota. Minnesota? Yeah. I thought it was Kansas, too. I know. I was really bummed about that. <sighs> Tissue of lies. So. Oh, like some Midwestern that, state. Minnesota? All those things that I, you know, thought growing up were all wrong. It turns okay. out. In the books, they're set in Kansas, though, right? No. I don't think so. They start out in Kansas. They start out in Kansas, and then uh, they basically Kansas kicks them out. <laughs> so, yeah. huh? Anyway, well, it looks like I'm just gonna start with uh, Highway to Heaven then. Yeah. Well, get back and do it. Get right. into that. That should be good. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to hear about that one. Okay. The Night Rider. Well, Night Rider would be. <laughs> I'd be on board with that. Yeah. Um, okay, Glenn. Well. <clears throat> Now that we've got that sorted, that was episode number uh, 157. Mm. Already? I'm already already looking forward to number 158. Yeah. In two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. All it takes. Uh, Two weeks. Uh, Episode number 158. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening to episode 157. We appreciate you. And thank you for being patient with us. Don't, don't go quitting on us. Don't go quitting on us now. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> uh, I'm Brad McKinney. I'm Glenn Sansbury. Uh, we'll see you guys in two weeks for episode number 158. Thanks. Good night. Good night.